What's up, guys? Evolution.org podcast coming your way. We're doing the Q&A, guys. Questions that have been sent in, questions from the forum. This is number 281 of the Q&A. So I got Rick in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, guys? Nothing much, bro. Nothing much. Uh, guys, let's get into it. First one is a question we get a lot on the forums, and this is a real, really important topic. And this is where experience pays off. Uh, Rick and I combine, what, 40 years experience in this game. This is where it's going to pay off for you guys. So let's talk about tips for getting back on cycle after a long time off from steroids. So, um, Rick, I know that you've been through a lot of shit in your life. Sometimes shit happens. You got to get away from the game. You got to take a long break from steroids. And then you're like, shit. It's time for me to get back in the game. Give some advice here. What have you done? You have uh, two aspects to think about there. Number one is physical. Number two, mental. Uh, and no particular order of importance. They're both just as important. Uh, medical, obviously, Steve, like, like you always say, blood test. Make sure you run tests. Make sure you're fine. Get a full physical, best as you can. Especially if you were one of these guys using steroids uh, in your mid-20s and now you're mid-30s, early 40s and trying to jump back in the game and really took that much time off. You have to make sure to get blood work done, make sure to get full run physical, make sure you're, you get fully um, looked at and make sure that you're physically able to do anything. Two, mental game. This is where, where the mental game part comes in. Did you take time off from just steroids and you were training natural and now you want to add steroids again to continuous natural training? Or did you take time off from the gym altogether? That's a different story. If you took off a year, two years from the gym, something ridiculous like that, then yeah, I mean, you need, I would say minimum two months of natural training back in the gym before you even, per year. So I'd say two months of natural training per every year that you were off from the gym, if it really came down to that. If you took like years off, like months off, you need to, you need to do something to prove to yourself more than anything that you're consistent and you're back in the game. You know, steroids are something that you use to sort of reward yourself for the consistency, right? It's not something that you should use to motivate you to stay consistent. It's something that you use to reward yourself for the consistency. And here's why. Because steroids could and would maybe have an adverse reaction in your health. And it's just not worth it to go through the toxicity and go through the things that steroids could be doing in your health if you're not going to take 100% full advantage of it and really be doing the right things every single day. When you use steroids as the mental crutch, to kind of keep you motivated, to keep you back in the game. You're wasting most of the money you spent on them, and you're also taking steroids that you're not really taking full advantage of. You're not really gaining everything you can from them, and you're still taking dosages that can hurt you long-term if they will. So that finally the mental aspect of it, you know? And, and, I guess, and I guess Steve can talk a little bit more about that specific question, you know? Did you just take time off from steroids and you stay consistent with your training? Or did you stick out of the gym altogether? If you stayed out of the gym for a while, you need to be back into training natural for a while before you get back on steroids. And that's providing that before you even did steroids, you train naturally five, six, seven years like you should before you started doing steroids. 
that's also uh, should be taken into account. If you're one of these guys that trained for a little while, did a quick cycle, uh, fell off again, took a couple years off, and now you're coming back, back into training again, and you want to do another cycle, just, you know, you're, you're not the guy we're kind of talking to, really. You're not the guy who we're hoping will listen to this podcast. We want guys that are consistent and that are about this lifestyle and that take this seriously and are not just here for a couple months and gone again and here for a couple months because those are the guys that get hurt and that go around telling everybody their nipples lactated and they got gyno and, you know, they lost hair and all this stuff. You know, the guys who just come in irresponsibly, use this stuff, not, not consistent with their training, are not about the lifestyle and end up hurting themselves, giving the compounds a worse uh, reputation than they already have. Conditioning, guys. What Rick is saying, I'll, I'll sum it up that way. Conditioning. Do you want to spend your whole half your cycle sore? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So you definitely want to, if you, t if you stop training entirely, that's great, okay? I mean, listen, I used to be one of those people who was like, oh, I'm against this. I'm against taking time off. I'm against vacations. But sometimes, you know, shit happens in life. You might have a divorce. You might move. You might, your gym might close. That happens a lot, by the way, without notice. Sometimes you'll walk to your gym, you'll see a thing on the door, gym closed. What the fuck? Out of nowhere. So shit like that happens. You got to go find a new gym across town, yada, yada, yada. So sometimes you take time off. It's okay. You got to get back to conditioning. Get your conditioning back, and then you can hop on the gear. Now, let's say you've, you've been working out while you got your conditioning, but you haven't used steroids in years. We should have had a guy on the forum today. He hopped on steroids. He hadn't used steroids in many, many years, maybe five, six, seven years. You know what he said? He's like, I'm getting different side effects on steroids now. I'm feeling impatient, more impatient now. I'm having trouble sleeping now. Guys, our bodies change five, every five years. I mean, gosh, I mean, your body's going to consistently change. So the side effects that you had 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago, might not be the side effects that you experience down the line. So those are going to be one of the things to watch for. And that's okay, guys, because one of those things, one of the cliches is steroids make your weaknesses worse. So if, you're in a, if you've become an impatient guy in the past five years, for whatever reason, maybe you, had, you got married and had kids, and you had to, you know, your mentality changed, and now you don't have any patience anymore for shit. Maybe you change your job. Maybe now you're the manager at your, at your work. You're doing a career like that where you're responsible for a bunch of people who don't give a shit. So you got low patience and you hop on steroids. You're going to be even more impatient at work. You're going to be even more impatient with your kids, even more impatient with your wife, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the things to look for. If you haven't been on steroids in a long time, just realize that shit changes in your life. So things are going to be different. So don't expect the same side effects you had five years ago to be now look for and expect things to be a little different. You got to adjust. It, it's a, it's an adjustment phase and it's okay. And a lot of times in my experience, not using steroids for a long period of time, maybe six months, a year, two years, and then going back on, especially if it's something androgenic, it feels almost like you're brand new to steroids again, because you have, you're not used to those androgens. You're not used to that anabolic effects of hormones of anabolic steroids. So you'll get a nice little bump. So taking a long time off from steroids is actually a good idea. You come back, you start fresh, you hit it. 
So those are, those are some of the things that I've noticed when I've taken a long period off. And a lot of people on the forums have noticed. Anything else to add, Rick? And one last thing, guys, about starting up again, which is very, very important. If you're starting up again, you need to spend some more time on the forums and catch up with what's going on now, with what people know about now, the drugs that are being used now, the methods that are being used now, because I'd say we've come a, a long way in being more sophisticated in the way we utilize these compounds in the last 10, 15 years. So definitely making sure you have a membership to the forums, make sure you can ask questions live. You're anonymous with the forums. Uh, the forums do not chase you back on Facebook and everywhere uh, that you go. You can log in, ask your questions, use the search engine, and then once you leave the site, you're not being uh, you're not being contacted again. So definitely forum membership. It's probably one of the most useful tools you can have to embark in this lifestyle because you get to talk to other guys that are there, just like you anonymously uh, discussing these compounds and and it's just what you need. Yeah, that's a really good point because a lot of shit's changed just in the past couple of years. So if you're not keeping up with it, you're going to end up like some of these bozos on, on social media who, who uh, you know, they've been around for 20, 30 years and they still recommend using Letro on cycle. Those, those, those types of people that have no clue what they're talking about because their, their information is 20 years outdated. All right, guys, so our next topic is using natural testosterone boosters on cycle and post-cycle. And is it worth it? And a lot of guys don't understand this. So let's talk about first what happens when you use anabolic steroids and what happens when you're coming off during post-cycle. And I'll let Rick get in and talk about the natural testosterone boosters because he is an expert on these types of supplements. So first off, when you use anabolic steroids, you start using them, your body knows that exogenous hormones are being put inside it. So our bodies are very smart. Our bodies are very clever. You're not going to outsmart our body. So our body says, you know what? I've got an excess of exogenous hormones. So I'm going to suppress myself. I'm going to shut myself down. Pituitary glands say, hey, let's go dormant. We don't need to produce hormones. We've got too much. We've got it coming in. So they it shuts down. So you're no longer producing hormones. Your lytic cells, which are your testes, are no longer being stimulated to produce hormones, testosterone specifically. So that's what happens on cycle, guys. So your anabolic steroids are replacing what your body would naturally produce. Now, when you come off steroids, as the esters of the steroids start coming off, your body doesn't know yet that it has to wake up. So as those esters are kind of taking off, that's when you want to be in your post-cycle therapy to prevent that crash. Because once those esters are out of your system, now you not only don't have that exogenous hormones coming in, but you also don't have your own body producing hormones. So that is not a fun situation to be in. So that is that point is crucial because that is the point a lot of guys lose motivation they lose a lot of their gains. They lose a lot of their strength. They lose their libido. They lose, they go get depressed. So that's where you need your, a good PCT. So how do natural testosterone boosters help you? So Rick, I'll, I'll get you in on this. On cycle and in PCT, can you explain how these products can help you during this time? Well, on cycle, uh, they help prevent the shutdown. They help it from uh, happening to begin with. 
uh, also after cycle, uh, they help you get recover, get your natural production going again. Most guys will say, hey, you know, I got Clomid, Clomid works for it. Yeah, Clomid works great. And, and I would suggest using, if you're going to use the Clomid anyway, use the, use the herbals with it. And it'll just make everything move along a lot, a lot faster. Now, the benefits are pretty obvious. We talk about them all the time. Uh, they help complement what, you, what you're doing already with the Clomid, with the HCG if you're using it. It just, it just makes it a lot better, a lot smoother. You feel a lot better on it. So, but really, the one thing that I want to get across to everybody out there, because there's a lot of doubters about the herbals helping you during uh, PCT and helping you during cycle to uh, ward off suppression. The herbals work, man. The herbals work. And compounds that come from plants work in your body in a very, very major way. So major that some compounds that are coming out of plants are illegal. Some plants are illegal because the chemistry in them, it's so powerful, it can take over the human mind. You know, we were just talking on uh, two podcasts ago about addictive drugs. The reason why the chemicals in a plant can affect their bodies in such a profound way is because we have a common ancestor. You know, we're basically carbon-based life forms. We use a lot of the same structures to signal different processes inside of the body or in the plant even. Your body makes uh, DMT, plants make DMT. Your body makes melatonin, plant makes, plants make melatonin. The caffeine in a plant will, you know, will get inside of your brain and, and block the hormone that makes you sleep. And you know, they're just, look, every steroid that you're injecting now started from a cactus. You know, they, they use a, 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 the flesh from a cactus as the actual uh, substrate from which they then, you know, cleave off the hormones. So these plants are very powerful. They can have profound results. Some people that have used natural products in the, and haven't had good results with them, I'll tell you why it is, most of you out there. It's because you didn't take enough. It's because a lot of uh, nutritional companies are worried about a price point. They're worried about reaching the market at a certain, at a certain price. And when they do that, they're forced to not use the real good effective doses, the real good effective amounts of each of these plants that you need to have. When I started my company, I made the decision that I was going to give the customer the absolute amount that they needed and let the price fall where it may, because I want the products to be real effective. And I didn't want people to walk away from using these natural uh, post-psychotherapy products and be disappointed and think they were had. I want people to use the products and say, wow, you can use natural products, herbals to post psychotherapy, to ward off suppression during cycle and feel great. And they're very effective. So uh, any of you out there that maybe used a test booster and didn't have a lot of luck with it, it's probably one of these small, you know, two, two, three capsule a day uh, test boosters that have a bunch of ingredients in them where they're all kind of, kind of sprinkled in there. My test booster for my company and to BM need to build muscle. Um, we're giving you an intergenerate. We're giving you a thousand milligrams of fenugreek, thousand milligrams of adosia. You know, we're giving you high amounts of, of these herbs. And, and that's the only way that they really work well is when you get the right amounts of these herbs in your system. If you're, if you're taking a little bit, you might not notice a difference. And that's where some people that have been disappointed with herbal PCT in the past come from. 
So guys, in layman terms on cycle, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I do. N2 generate, you can use N2 generate five caps a day. And what's going to do is it's going to help keep your testes plump. Okay. It's going to help that because it's going to kind of mimic LH naturally, but it's not going to suppress you further. Like say you take HCG or HMG, those, then it's not going to affect your estrogen levels either. So when you take it on, it's going to boost your libido. It's going to make the steroids work better. It's going to help balance your cholesterol. There's a lot of benefits on cycle. And then for post-cycle, you got to be out of your mind to just use Clomid and Novodex. Just Google all the horror stories from guys who have said that Clomid and Novodex have hurt their libido, have made them depressed, have made them moody, have made them weep like girls. This is real stuff, guys. There's thousands of threads out there, and that's not an accident because those serms do have side effects. So what you got to do is run the serms a little lower than what the PCT protocols out there say, and then throw in that N2 generate extra strength, and that will balance things out for you. So you'll get a boost in libido. You'll get a boost in, in feeling good. You'll get a boost in help offset those losses in strength and losses in mass. It really does make a difference. So these are really, really good. And then you can use them on bridge. And the nice thing about it, they do not suppress you like HCG and HMG do. They, HCG and HMG suppress you guys. It's going to signal your pituitary glands to shut down because they mimic LH. They shut you down. So even if you take them and your balls plump up, guys, that's fool's gold, okay? All it's doing is just skipping over your pituitary glands and stimulating your lytic cells. So it's not doing what you want during post-cycle therapy. So you need to use these herbal natural supplements to your advantage. There's definitely a place for them. And like Rick said, N2BM, their products, okay? I use them for a reason and I recommend them for a reason. And I am very, very biased when I recommend them because I know they work. You can look at the ingredients and compare one, one bottle of natural supplement, natural testosterone booster has like 100 or 200 of Fedosia. And to generate has 1,000, like Rick said, okay? Fenugreek, 1,000. 3,4 Devinol, 500 milligrams. Tribulus, 500 milligrams. Vitamin E, zinc. Tonkat Ali, boron. I mean, all this stuff helps boost testosterone levels. And then the extra strength version has even more of those things. Plus it's got Makuna. It's got all these other ingredients as well. So this stuff may really makes a big difference, guys. I'm a big, big fan of these products and, uh, you know, definitely take advantage of them guys. They definitely have a place both on cycle and especially PCT and bridge. Yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, and one thing you, when you shop with uh, Need to Build Muscle is you have a 100% money back guarantee. So if you use our product and you don't agree with the absolute best testosterone booster, post-cycle therapy product you've ever used, we'll give you your money back. So we also provide support with our products. So if you're one of my customers, you'll be receiving emails from me personally um, with offers and asking if you need any help. You could just reply to one of those emails and ask me anything you want. We'll help you with your cycle, with other products that you're using. We'll help you with anything you want whenever you, uh, you become a customer of ours. So that's, we're all about the support, about the community. All right, guys. So next topic is steroid side effects that are unique that people don't really know about. So Rick, I want to get you in here right away. 
what are some side effects that you think people don't really know about that are rare or that are unique and not talked about? You know, for uh, one that comes to mind right away is Anavar. A lot of people think it's really, really safe. And, and it is for the most part, but it'll wreck your cholesterol levels pretty badly. I'd say worse than maybe some other steroids. So although you won't have, uh, it's not as harsh on the liver, definitely easy on the hairline, prostate, all these things, nor doesn't aromatize, it will wreck your cholesterol levels pretty, pretty bad. So that's one thing to, to um, keep in mind. That, that's one that comes right off the bat. Um, anything come to mind, Steve? I would say a couple things don't, people don't realize about steroids is their effects on inflammation in the body, especially the more harsher ones. Uh, I don't want to pick on trend too much, but trend is known for that. A lot of guys will run trend and they'll blow, they'll blow it up on trend and they'll, they're like, why am I bloating on trend? Well, it's in, very inflammatory. You also notice your gut health goes to shit on trend. Again, it's inflammatory. You might have a, um, it's going to make it harder to breathe. One of the reasons is it's inflammatory. Trend, you know, it's the relationship killer. It's the cheating steroid. You'll run it and you'll want to fuck around too much when you're on it. It's not just the androgens. It's also effect on dopamine. So think about that, guys. It, it's, um, it's one of those things. I don't want to scare people as well. But cancer, when you run anabolic steroids, again, not only the inflammation, but also the effects it has on the prostate, enlarging the pro prostate. Once you get over 50, 60 year, uh, years old, guys, you've got a lot of cancer cells in your prostate. And anabolic steroids can trigger those cancer cells to, to grow. Um, it can trigger tumors. It can trigger those cancer cells. So you want to be aware of that, guys. Never abuse anabolic steroids for a long period of time. You have to use them conservatively. If you're on them too much, if you're using too much, you'll enlarge your prostate over the course of time. And the more weeks and months go by where you have an enlarged prostate, the more chances you have of increasing your chance of cancer and tumors. So that's something you probably don't know. Uh, and you know, you guys who are running TRT or you're blasting and cruising year round, when you cruise or you run TRT and you run too much testosterone or whatever hormone you're using for your, your um, HRT or TRT, you are punishing yourself, okay? Just because you might feel better running too much, it's opening you up for problems. It's opening you up for inflammatory problems, opening you up to prostate problems, opening yourself up to heart problems. And this is something that 90% of guys don't even realize because they want to run 200 milligrams a week of testosterone for TRT or for cruising because they don't want to lose their gains or they feel better at that dosage. It's not a good idea. You want to run a dosage where you're in line guys. And not only that, you're spiking your estrogen levels. And what happens when you spike estrogen levels, it also opens you up for a lot of problems, including cancer, including heart disease, including all kinds of things. So you have to, those of you who are abusing steroids and think you're cool and think that you know you're going to get away with it it will catch up to you one day so it's very very important to run steroids smart and conservatively anything else you want to add rick yes definitely uh they're cancers that are androgen dependent and those cancer cells have androgen receptors and the androgens the high levels of androgens in your system will attach to those receptors and stimulate them so it's just a reality, guys. It's a, it's a side effect of using anabolics. 
you might actually develop a cancer that you otherwise might not have just from having the higher androgen levels. And that, it's, uh, that is something we, we all try to prevent the best we can, but we kind of roll the dice on. You just don't know. All right, so next topic is sleep on cycle. So I'm gonna let Rick in on this, but first let me just say guys, sleep is extremely important. When you sleep, any animal on earth, when they sleep, when we sleep, that's where your body repairs and recovers. So as an athlete, you must be getting good quality, not just hours of sleep, not just good amount of hours, but also good quality of sleep. So um, it's very, very important Tom Brady, he's what, 42 going on 43 years old, and he sleeps a solid eight, nine hours a night. Howard Stern, who is amazing, one of the best radio personalities out there, a workhorse. I mean, he, he's on the radio hours a day, consistent. He sleeps, he goes to sleep at eight o'clock. I mean, so guys, some of the more successful people out there are getting going to sleep earlier than you think. And they're getting a lot of sleep because sleep is so important for us in the fitness industry, reaching that stage of sleep where you get the cellular repair will make the difference between you reaching your fitness goals and you falling short. So I'm going to let Rick in first. What some, some sleep advices that guys don't know about that they should be doing on cycle. Well, Definitely, uh, there are compounds that you can take that are natural that can help you sleep. Uh, so that's, that's a given. Uh, valerian root, 5-HTP, GABA, melatonin. So really good to, to take. I make a product called N2Sleep. That's great for sleep. And it has all of those in it. Now, now aside from just what's obvious, using a sleeping supplement or, or, or compound to help you sleep that uh, most guys will do, I'll give you guys a little mental trick to help you uh, turn your brain off so you can go to sleep. A lot of people think they suffer with bad sleep or not being able to sleep, and they actually don't. What they suffer is from a form of kind of nighttime anxiety, where at nighttime, when you're laying in your bed and everything's quiet and you should be trying to get to sleep, you start thinking about all these things that you, know, that you have to look out for, issues that might arise, problems, things you have to do. And some people will lose a couple of nights of sleep a week, just like that. That is just a mechanism that's in your brain that's kind of meant to keep you safe at night and meant to keep you safe from, safe from predators. But when you sleep in a brick house and, you know, you have a police department watching over your neighborhood, you don't really need that warning system. So it's tough and sometimes it misfires at night and, the way to turn it off is, is real simple. Um, you want to just count your breath, count your breath, and that's all. And doesn't matter what thoughts go through your mind. It doesn't matter what happens. Just count your breath, and you'll be falling asleep pretty quickly. See that defense mechanism that's working? I guess I think I think it's called the monkey brain by like Buddhist, and I think Tim Ferriss is the last guy I heard called the monkey brain. So the monkey brain goes to work at night, you know, trying to keep you safe from that uh, bird of prey or, or from that lizard or from that feline that's coming to get you. And so it starts to kind of just like slow drip adrenaline into, into your system at night when you're trying to get to sleep. So the way to prevent that from happening is you give the monkey a test to do. 
you make it count your breath and you'll just fall, you'll fall asleep and you'll, you will, you will literally feel like you're on a drug or you're on something. That's all. That's just a, a real easy drug free trick. Just turn, turn off that part of your brain that's trying to think about and trying to give you anxiety about things that are coming up. And when you do that, you'll fall asleep right away. I mean, it just, it takes minutes and, and you're done. So yeah, I mean, best thing is don't, don't misunderstand or don't, don't misdiagnose, I guess, which, which really just like nighttime anxiety with, with, you know, trouble sleeping or insomnia, because it's, it's really not the same thing. If you guys are using these drugs, okay, that they sell in the pharmacy and stuff or getting prescribed a drug to help you sleep, you're fucking yourself. Because when you take those drugs, it actually prevents you from getting into a deep sleep. So you need to wean yourself off and don't get started on those fucking drugs to begin with. Those doctors that put you on that shit, they're, that's no different than a doctor putting someone on fucking opiates. You know, that's, that's something that I really feel strongly about. You have to naturally be able to go to sleep. Use these natural things that Rick mentioned, use natural product. That's fine, but don't use the drugs. Now I'm going to give you some tips that you guys probably are doing wrong. Now, one of the, none of the, one of the number one tips is you're in pill. You're not using good pillows and good mattresses. You know, that makes a big difference. You spend a third of your life in bed. Why are you not investing in good quality pillows and good quality bed? Go to a pill, go to a, a mattress place, a good mattress place, pick out a pillow that fits you and then get a good, good mattress guys. You spend more on rims for your car and your stereo system in your car than you do on your bed. That doesn't even make sense. You can literally get a really, really good quality bed for $1,500. If you do your homework and you price match, 1500 bucks will give you a really good mattress that'll last you years, okay? Good quality pillows should cost you 100, 120 bucks at most. Get a good quality pillow, that makes a difference. And sheets are important as well. Dirty rooms. Clean your room, guys. Make sure you're using a HEPA vacuum to vacuum up that dust. Make sure you're dusting everything. Make sure your room isn't cluttered. That makes a big difference. Your room should just have your bed and maybe something for your clothes or something, but don't clutter up your, your room. House plants, put at least two or three house plants in your room. Those make a big difference. Those clean the air for you. That, those will work really good. The next one, guys, noises. You want to sleep somewhere where there's no noises. Ceiling fans that are noisy, that are rattling all night, that's not going to work. Having um, a neighbor playing loud music, that's not going to work. You may want to invest in windows, soundproof windows. That can make a big difference. TV and computer, guys, that's another one guys do wrong. Try to shut your electronics off two hours before bed. If you're going to go to bed at 10, shut it off at 8. If you must use electronics, get blue blocker glasses. You can buy them off Amazon for like eight or 10 bucks. Those will block out the blue light. Blue blocker glasses. Those are really, really good. Another one, guys, pets. Your dog, your cat should not be sleeping in, in the room with you. They're going to snore. They're going to move around. They're going to wake you up. They're going to interrupt your sleep. Not a good idea. And the last one, guys, this is a really weird one, alarm clock. Don't have an alarm clock in your room facing you because you wake up during the night and look at that alarm clock a hundred times. You do not want to know what time it is. 
Same goes for your phone, your iPhone or whatever, any electronics, TVs, anything should not be in that room. It should just be your bed. That's the place for you to sleep. That's it. Don't keep electronics in your room. All right, guys. Very, very important to get good sleep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that as well. There was a time when I had a lot of uh, trouble sleeping and I made myself a couple of nighttime rituals to help me out. And one of my ritual was the bed is only for sleeping or having sex, you know, getting some nookie or getting some sleep. I would not lay in bed and diddle with my phone. I would not lay in bed and mess with my computer or watch, you know, t stuff on TV. If I wanted a Netflix, if I wanted to mess with my computer, I'd be in the living room on my couch, on my dining room table. And then it kind of just trained my brain to automatically get sleepy and, and want to go into sleep as soon as I laid on the bed. It became a, a ritual. So yeah, there were no activities, not even reading. And I used to be one to lay in bed and, and read some books before bed. And now, man, not even reading. I'd be in a sitting position for any of these tasks outside of my bedroom. And then I would only go in my bed and lay down in my bed when I was ready for sleep. And I was pretty strict about it for a couple of years. And that made it so that now when I get in bed, my body kind of knows that I need to go to sleep. I, I just kind of, everything starts to feel comfy. Everything starts to feel nice. And I know like, all right, I'm about ready to go to sleep. Um, the last topic, guys, is a fun one. And Rick, I'm going to get you in on this one uh, because you, you've been through a lot of this drama. Uh, says, my ex-girlfriend goes to the same gym and frequents many of the same places in this small town. She is now dating my steroid connect. He wants to know what he should do. So what do you, what do you think he should do here? All right. So yeah, this is actually pretty common, man. This is a lot of guys have uh, problems of the heart, <laughs> you know, problems, uh, these love problems, and uh, they're not easy to solve. And, and one size never fits all. Look, it's a tough situation when you break up with someone you care about and you still care about them, and you still kind of have to run into them and see them. It's, it's a very tough situation. Um, my kid, many years ago, had his first uh, little heartbreak. I tried to figure out how to help him, so I figured I would take all my years of experience, everything, every, all the years it took me to learn these things and just give him like some really good tidbits for, for breaking up. Like, where, where should your mindset be at when you break up with somebody, right? So this is what I gave him is like four, four very small tips that I told him you should keep in mind and, you know, go from there. So real quick, tip number one is, um, you know how, you know, when you think about her and how things used to be, like sometimes it makes you feel kind of sad, bad, maybe a little, you know, a little melancholic. Um, you just don't feel good about it. Well, stop fucking thinking about her. Just keep your mind occupied on other things. All right. There's nothing that's forcing you to keep this person in your mind, except maybe when you run into them. And if there is just several ties, but just stop thinking about this person, just have control over your thoughts and think about happier thoughts. You should not have a thought more than once unless you like having it. Remember that shit. If you don't like having thoughts about her then stop thinking about her, it's that simple. You only miss and you only feel when you start thinking about it, right? Second thing is, when you, if you do get invaded by her, by her, by thoughts of her, if you do run into her, you know, don't do what a lot of idiots do and don't sit there and remember all the good things when she's not with you. 
If she's not with you now, it's, pro it's probably because she was annoying you to some degree. Some things were wrong. So when you were in the relationship, you kind of knew things just weren't that great and you wanted to make that exit. That's why you let her go so easily, right? Well, now that she's gone, don't think about the good stuff. The time to think about the good things is when you were with her, <laughs> when she's not with you anymore. So concentrate on the negative now, fuck it. What else are you gonna do, right? Um, third one is just remember one day this person did not exist in your life. You didn't give a fuck who they slept with, what they did. And just know that one day you won't give a fuck again. And just keep telling yourself that. One day you didn't know who she was. Didn't give a fuck. Now maybe today you're, you're suffering. It's killing you. Some other dude is sticking his peepee in her JJ. It's just, it's the worst part of your day when you think about it, right? Well, number one, don't think about it. Number two, remember why you let her go. And number three, just remember one day you won't give a fuck anymore. This, this is not a life sentence where you have to think about this person forever. You can forget about them and them not be a factor in your mind ever again. Like they were, bef like they were before you met them. And number four, man, just, just live life with kind of hope, enthusiasm. Just know life is ready to bring you more things. Just know that life is, is just looking to get better, man. And if you lost her and she was so incredible, then get somebody credible. You know, if she was so incredible, get somebody credible then. You know, love is just the illusion that this person is different from the rest. Remember that too. Love is the illusion that this person is different than the rest. You can't sit there and cry over, over a girl that wants to leave you. Look, half of the people in the world are women. There are too many of them out there for you to sit there and, and suffer because somebody wants to leave. You know, don't, don't. If, if somebody wants to love you and be there for you and be your, your other half, you know, love them back, be reciprocal with that love, with that care, you know, don't hurt their emotions. But if things get fucked up, if whatever happens, even if it's your fault and she decides it's time for her to go, just let her go, man. You know, let her go. It, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty quick run through there on how to break up with somebody. Um, what do you think, Steve? I, I, I use the kind of sports analogy uh, for a lot of you listening because I know a lot of people watch sports, but you have the trade deadline and your team, your favorite team trades a player that you maybe own a jersey of or own a player that you really like, and then you get all upset about it and you start crying. You're like, oh, I can't believe they traded him. And then you're like, well, he made this great play last year. We will never forget, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, forget, okay? The player is not – more important than the team. Is he? No. Players come and go. Same thing with women. Women are not more important than your emotion, than your own brain. So women will come and go throughout life, but don't, you got to protect your brain, guys. Your brain at the end of the day is more important. You're more important. When you look in the mirror, that person you see in the mirror is the number one person, okay, in your life, not that girl that left you or that you left and you're regretting leaving. So in this situation, if you're seeing her in your gym, you got to find a new gym. You got to, you know, I realize it's a small town. I realize there's a good chance you're going to run into her. If moving to a different town is not an option for you, then you have to just find a different gym. And number two, find a different steroid dealer. Because every time you order steroids through this guy, you're going to think that he's shoving his dick down her throat and it's probably going to upset you. So in that situation, guys, you have to move on. Don't give me this shit. We will never forget whatever. No, no, no. We are human beings and human beings, 
did not survive so much shit over the past hundreds of thousands of years because we remember what happened, okay? No, we, we, get, we go down, we get up, we move forward. That's how human beings have survived. Your ancestors pushed through a lot of worse shit than some girl who's getting banged by your steroid dealer, all right? There's much worse tragedies in the world. So you gotta think about it like that, guys. There's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of women out there. Just move on. The quicker you're able to move on and bang some new chick, the, the quicker you'll forget about this, this other girl. And I'm guilty of it myself. The last girl that I'm with is the girl that I think about. I don't think about the girl before that. And I've always been like that for some reason. So the, if you keep moving on, you'll, you, those girls will be in a rear view mirror. So it'll, it'll be okay. Yeah, the, the one thing that I just feel like smacking dudes when I hear them say is when they say, it's just no one like her. She's so special, she's so unique. No, she's fucking not, all right? We all want to think that this person we're with is just so special and so different. No, they're fucking not, okay? There's other people like them out there. But what ends up happening to a lot of guys, a lot of men that break up, this is why a lot of guys, you know, let, let, let her go with relative ease. And then months later, even years later, they come crawling back, begging, like just begging. They begin to think and get desperate and say, there's just no one like her. It's just, look, man, you just got to give yourself time, have hope for the future, have, have uh, enthusiasm and just live life knowing that there's something better at the next turn and, and live life every day, making it happen. And concentrate on yourself, really, like, you know, concentrate on yourself, meaning you don't want to find a day that you find that perfect chick, the one that's hot, the one that's smart, the one that actually shows that she, that she kind of likes you at first from the very start and you're not fit enough. You know, you are still in fucking credit card debt. You haven't fucking taken care of, you know, your teeth. You, you know, nah, man, work on yourself, work on yourself every day. Be ready for the day you meet that one, you know, you meet the one, but you got to be ready for that day and make sure you're the best version of you that you can be for that day, you know, and, and that'll, that'll do it, man. Just live life with just enthusiasm for the future. Just have hope that things are going to come in ahead are going to be better and don't dwell on the past. And a lot of times when you try to go back and fix these relationships, when y'all cheated on each other, when she like fucked around on you, you fucked around on her, you know, uh, family doesn't like you, best friends got mad at you, all these things. And you try to go try to make these things work. They usually kind of maybe not. The mentality, your, your best bet might just be to like learn from this mistake, chill, be single for a while, go out there, get out there. And once you find somebody that's worth it, just don't be a fucking idiot and make the same mistakes you made last time. But you're better off because you started off new. You're not starting off forgiving each other or forgiving one way or the other for something fucked up that happened and we're going to try to make it work. No, man. Start off new. Don't do anything fucked up to each other from the start and, and get going. You know, just that's it. Unless you share children together, um, there really is, or you want to just keep her as like a potential fuck buddy down the line, you know, in between when she's in between the guy she's banging, you know, whatever, kind of be nice to her, whatever. So she might 
down the line, like ask you to come over and bang her in between guys or something when a guy breaks her heart. There really is, other than that, there's really no reason to stay in touch with her. So delete her off your social media, boom, blocked. Phone, blocker, everything. Just delete all her emails. If you see her emails, get rid of everything in her house, in, in your house that reminds you of her. Everything, guys. I mean, you gotta just move on. Look, I don't have a problem with mourning, you know, when you get hurt, whatever. Mourning, whatever it could be. It could be a 24-hour thing, a 48-hour thing, a one-week thing, even a one-month thing. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I feel for people because I've had my heart broken and I've broken hearts as well. And it sucks, okay? So I don't have a problem with that. But you have to set a deadline. Look, I'm going to mourn it a week. I'm going to mourn it two weeks. I'm going to mourn it in four weeks, whatever. And then after that, I'm done. Everything's out. I'm moving on. I'm going to start dating again. And like I said, like, that's what you have to do with, with anything. It could be work-related. It could be your team lost the Super Bowl, whatever. Anything that, that makes you upset, you have to set a deadline of mourning and then moving on because you're just going to drive yourself crazy, like Rick was saying, and there's no reason for it. Yeah, just stop thinking about her. Have control over your thoughts. You can do that. And also find new things that you want to do and go have fun. Like really go have fun. I wouldn't delete anybody off my social. For what? Why? Just don't look. Don't go and check. Don't read comments. Don't care. Go have fun. And genuinely have fun. There's so many things to do out there. So many hobbies you can take up that to sit there and to sit there and stay or do anything to try to get someone back that, that don't want to be with you. Look, don't chase women. It's one of the worst things you can do is, is chase them. Don't chase them. You know, chase them as far as they want to be chased at the start when they want you to earn them. You know, when they want you to earn that pussy. You chase them a little bit then within, within reason. But after that, no, man, they make their own decisions. And, and look, guys, one thing you need to know also as well is this. Once she doesn't love you anymore, chances are she's done and won't love you ever again. Okay? Women and men, we're, we're built differently in, in our hearts and the way our feelings work. We were. We just are. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, you know, women emotionally attach to men. So that's why... You, you know, a woman really shall be in love with you, in love with you, in love with you. Then one day you'll start noticing something changed. Well, she's no longer emotionally attached to you anymore. She's moved on. She may have moved on to another guy, maybe a coworker or something. I don't know. Someone she's, she gets to know. And, you know, that's what happens. That's what happens with women. That's why women, you know, they'll cheat on their spouse with someone they know. Someone they work with, an ex, someone like that, someone from high school, someone from college that they used to know that reconnects with them, they'll cheat on them. But man, they'll cheat with, with random women. So that's why that, that happens. It's definitely um, women have to emotionally attach because still, they still have some emotional attachment to that person from their past. That's usually always a good source of uh, sex without any strings attached is the exes. The ex, you know, she's, she'll come through. You know, she'll be with that guy. Oh, I got a boyfriend, my boyfriend, my hubby, my hubby, whatever it is. And then as soon as they have a fight and argument, you know, she starts sending out signals. Hey, how you doing? A like here, a like there. When I, ha when I get a, a like or a comment or anything from an ex that I haven't heard in a while, I know she's broken up and she's looking for sex or some company or both. So, so yeah, it's a very re reliable source usually. What do you think, Steve? You find the same thing? Yeah, I've had that happen. I had, um, 
had an ex from like when I was like 16 contact me after like 20 years and out of nowhere and she's just like contacts me and I made it clear that I wasn't interested and then she just stopped talking to me but she, yeah she she was married with like two kids but she wanted she wanted to to taste my dick you know so but I, I made it clear I wasn't interested I never heard from her again it's that simple so you know that that's that's very common so all right all right guys listen great topics guys uh, we had a lot of fun with this uh keep submitting your questions uh next show guys we will have even more interesting topics appreciate you guys listening have a good weekend guys talk to you guys next time have a good night steve have a good night guys Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.